teacher said. The Carthaginians, an ancient earth race, were known primarily for their migratory abilities within their own small sphere. For the fiftieth time this morning, Basid Sneedon's eyes wandered from the holographic screen image of the robed instructor to the room's floor-to-ceiling window. Outside, red dust was kicking up. It had been threatening to storm since sunrise. The pink sky had visibly darkened, and at the horizon what looked like the cone of a tornado had appeared briefly, toying with the rim of Wells' crater, but so far the screen had not blanked and they had not been sent home. Vasid prayed for release, had prayed all week. She was weary of lessons, wearied most of all by their increased intensity. Instruction was bad enough, but the recent increase in daily school hours from nine to eleven had incurred in Vasid and in her classmates, she supposed, a condition close to dust's blindness. So much information, most of it tedious, and so little time to digest it. It was said that there was a reason, was whispered in the dormitories, in the lowest tones, that the reason was a drastic one, that they were to be returned to Venus within the month. Vasid didn't believe this. There had been such rumors before. So instead she prayed for dust storms. And still the day dragged on, without release. At lunchtime, which had recently been cut in half, Vasid stayed, as usual, by herself. A cluster of other students sat by the screen, listening to doctrine lectures, but since it was not mandatory now, Vasid chose to abstain. She knew that her aloofness and especially her reluctance to indulge in extra doctrine, had been duly noted. She knew that somewhere, someone was compiling her minor rebellions into a compact evidential file, no doubt entered on a data card, and that sooner or later she would be interviewed about it. But she didn't care. Even though she was not rebellious at all, she was bored. The lessons, which were thorough but repetitive, had ceased to be of interest to her months ago. The other students around her, even those she had nominally made friends with, such as Arnie, didn't seem to notice that they were being fed the same diet, day after day, only with different seasonings. In Vasid's mind, once the facts had been absorbed, she found the outer coating with which they were presented to be of no interest or use. The occasional new tidbit or fact she was able to glean from the mountain of cannon—no one dared say propaganda—she was fed was not enough to sustain her interest, and so her mind wandered, and she prayed for dust storms. After lunch came theory— and after that came fact, indistinguishable from doctrine, and then culture, again indistinguishable from doctrine. For a few moments, her attention was drawn from the window to the screen during today's culture lesson, which concerned Titan. The teacher, a gaunt, almost sickly-looking man with light Martian features, was full of zeal, which usually produced ennui in Vasid, but in the midst of his harangue about the evils of Titanians, and especially the depraved mind and ancestry of Rath Pei, the present Titanian despot and former pirate, whose ouster from Mars, now celebrated as a Martian holiday, where he had once fouled the atmosphere of the already corrupt Senate to the point where his poison had so infected his fellow 
humble Martians, but only the high leader himself, then a humble servant of the people, known only as Prime Cornelian, was able to free Mars of the base wrath pay himself, and then, with the heroic act of true patriot and lover of Mars, to free the planet of the vile and contemptible institution, the Martian Senate, which was wrath pay's base for his loathsome operations, including, but not confined to, child prostitution, the eating of human flesh, the boiling of pregnant mothers alive, etc., etc., in the midst of this mishmash, Vasid learned something new.